Welcome to the Slate in Your Lane Marketing Podcast. This is the show that we talk all things technology, business, and marketing, because essentially they're all one in the same. Now we don't do algorithm chasing that a lot of online marketers do. We understand how these technology companies run and how psychologically people use these platforms. That way you can maximize your growth online by getting ahead of the curve and not being an algorithm chaser. Every day we bring you a quick technology update that can really change the game for you and your business and your personal brand. The goal of this podcast is to be a resource library for you. That way you can come back time and time again and look up any questions you may have. If you enjoy the show, make sure to rate and review it and drop any questions you may have about social media so I can answer them in a future podcast. But first, here are a few words from our sponsor. Every morning, I check social media news, and when I do that, I'm almost always on my treadmill from Life Pro USA. I absolutely love this treadmill. It folds in my office, it does not take up a lot of space, and it's touchscreen. It has surround sound, so if I decide to listen to a quick podcast or a YouTube video, I can listen to it without the overbearing white noise of a treadmill. This treadmill is so quiet, it has amazing audio, it folds, it's touchscreen, it has everything you could possibly ask for. It doesn't even shake the ground. If you are looking for an easy to fold, lightweight treadmill that's a little bit cheaper than any competitor, I highly recommend this treadmill. I live on mine, I watch all my news, listen to all my podcasts, and it's linked to my phone with my fitness apps. It is amazing, quick fix, for getting active during the winter months or during the bad weather. I have a discount code for all my listeners today for $10 off anything on LifePro USA's website. You can get any recovery, any fitness product from them for $10 off by using my code BRIA down below. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get into today's show. Welcome back to the Slay in Your Lane marketing podcast. It's been a little bit and there's so many new and exciting advances in technology and in marketing. And one of my favorite rules that I kind of made up but is also an actual thing is the right thumb rule of social media. So I kind of made up this term. It might be somewhere else but as far as I know it's just what I've happened to call it. And this has ensured that you can maximize your chances of getting seen on any algorithm on any platform that is mobile. So this will work and it is absolutely timeless and the tech giants know how to use it to their advantage. With that said, let's get into today's topics and start this must listen to show. I want you to think about when you open up Instagram, not when you opened it up yesterday, but when you opened it up last year. Where your hand fell on your Instagram homepage, or any page for that matter, was that your right thumb fell on the heart icon. The heart icon is the notification icon. So whenever you opened up Instagram, your hand and your right thumb naturally fell on the heart icon for the notifications. At this point, it's no secret that these tech giants use teams of psychologists to make our 
phones addicting, to make these apps addicting, not just Instagram, but all across the board. And what theme you will see overall is that the notifications are almost always on the bottom right hand side, or any new videos are on the right side. With YouTube, for example, they happen to be on the right side, but they are at the right top side. So that's where your thumb falls when you are searching for something. So even though it's on the top right side, it is still on your right thumb and it's right next to the search bar. And we all know that YouTube is a search engine, so typically we go to YouTube to search for things. But our thumbs naturally fall on the top right hand side next to where the search icon and search section is of YouTube. This is so that you, we will all get that blast of dopamine whenever there is a new notification. Ultimately, this means we will stay on the platform longer and we will see more ads and therefore these companies can make more ad revenue from advertisers. This is all carefully, carefully planned out and they do this for a reason. The longer you stay, the more money they make, and therefore they are going to make it as addicting as humanly possible. And that's why they have teams of psychologists make these and structure these algorithms and how the platforms look visually. This is assuming that most of the population is right-handed. Now, of course, we all have left-handed friends who are almost always extremely creative, but the majority of the population is right-handed, so therefore they are going to cater to where your thumb naturally falls based off of if you are naturally right-handed. It's as simple as that. But where does this lead to? We all know that these companies are trying to make it as addictive as possible. But why are they doing this and what does this have to do with growth online? How does this benefit you and your marketing? Well, I'll tell you exactly how. I think one of the easiest examples to digest this concept is in Instagram's update that they made around fall of last year. What they did is they moved the notification icon next to the DMs on the newsfeed. Why would they do this if they are trying to make it as addicting as possible? Well, what did they replace it with? They replaced it with the shopping new feature that they have. So instead of like Facebook Marketplace, they opened it up to e-commerce stores for Instagram shop. Now, instead of making money off of advertisers, they're making money directly from e-commerce stores through Instagram shop and Instagram stores. This meant that they went from getting all of their revenue by making the platform addicting because of the notification icon on the bottom right side of the screen to replacing that with something that would actually benefit them more financially, which was Instagram shop, which would actually give them a portion of the sale as opposed to a few cents per ad or per ad click. It was therefore a smart move on their part to move it to a position of the platform that was already addicting. They already had people psychologically addicted to checking their Instagram notifications multiple times a day to replacing that with the store and shop factor, which would contribute largely to their revenue. So it did not hurt them by moving the icon for the notifications next to the DMs on the newsfeed. It was actually a, an advantage to them. Now, many users did not like it and wanted to move it back. And for a while, I thought that they would move it back because of, of a large amount of backlash by the users. Users were addicted 
to a checking their notifications. And if users that are addicted can't check their notifications, there's ultimately going to be a large amount of backlash towards the company. That's inevitable. But it was really a waiting game for them. They still positioned it on the right-hand side. So even if you went to your newsfeed, your hand would naturally fall on the upper right-hand side as opposed to the bottom right-hand side. But it was more one more step. But they made the bet that users would be so addicted that they would just look for it and go the extra step because they wouldn't mind doing so if they were essentially addicted to the app as is. If they were already addicted, they would go the extra step in order to get that blast of dopamine from social media. And that's exactly what ended up happening. Now, Instagram made this decision right on the spot because they had already had a massive failure when it came to implementing a new feature. As we all know, that was the $2 million horrible launch of IGTV when it first initially launched. However, what they learned over time and over a rough growth period was that they had to implement it within their own algorithm, within their own platform because people weren't going to go that extra mile because it just did not give them the same type of dopamine. So what they did is they actually put it on the Discover page, but they put the IGTV, the new feature, on the right-hand side at the top of the screen top right hand side when you went to the discover page and when you scroll down there was never a full grid on the discover page when you scrolled through it when you were looking for a page that you didn't follow that did not have an IGTV it was every few blocks every few grids you would see a new one and it was always in the top the middle or the bottom of the right hand side of your screen and they did that so you would use the new feature it took roughly about six months for Instagram of testing and trying it to really understand that this was going to be the case with any feature that they implemented. Any new feature it would have to be on the right-hand side, whether that is the top of the screen or the bottom right-hand side of the screen. It would always have to be on the right-hand side where they were already used to going for something. This was the key to making it addictive. This is the key to launching a new Feature. They learned with IGTV that if they did not position it in a convenient place for users, users would never seek it out. It had to come naturally. And to do so, they had to appeal to the majority of the population by putting it on the right-hand side for all these right-handed people, and the left-handed people would ultimately adapt over time. And that's the key of how they made it addicting. This applies to every single platform, not just Instagram. I think Instagram has had the most changes when it comes to implementing this idea, the psychology, but all these other platforms have ultimately adopted that initial idea. And by adopting that initial idea, they are able to implement all these new features successfully over and over again. And it's basically a rinse and repeat process by just positioning things on the right hand side. Back in December of 2019, far before TikTok really took off, I knew that Instagram was interested in TikTok because it had the interest of a younger demographic and people were slowly getting off of Instagram in the lower demographic. One, because their parents didn't want them on it. They thought it was bad for them, for their self-confidence, completely understandable. But they were looking to appeal to a different demographic because the fastest growing demographic on Instagram is women between the ages of 55 to 65, which is crazy and so fascinating. 
but they were really losing a lot of teenagers because of mental health. They were taking mental health breaks from social media and all this other stuff. So they wanted to implement a new feature, a new video feature. They tried IGTV to compete with YouTube. It just really wasn't working. So back in December of 2019, I think this is in a YouTube video, so you can actually go back and see me talk about this. I said, in a year from now, Instagram's going to adopt something and it's going to look just like TikTok. And they're probably going to put it on their Discover page and put it where the IGTV was on the right-hand side of the Discover page. What happened six months later? They launched Reels of July slash August of 2020 and ultimately they took up on the Discover page two-thirds of the screen before you could even get to the other features on the Discover page. I was shocked how far they wanted to go with that, but I also knew that they wanted it to be so successful that they were going to position it where you couldn't miss it. And believe me, like, no one could miss this at all. It took up the entire screen, more so than any post ever would. More so than, I think, four-thirds, four-to-three is the ratio of the largest post you can make on Instagram. Far beyond that standard size. Now, a few months after they initially launched Reels, now it's on the right-hand side when you go to the Discover page, a lot like where... IGTV was and you will see it that every grid that you slide down you'll never see a grid on your discover page when you slide down that does not have at least one reel on it and that is because they want to compete with their competitors because they don't want their competitors stealing their ad revenue they want to make their platform the most addicting from all the other platforms that way their users can see the most ads and they can make the most money and they won't lose that ad revenue to a competitor and that's how they implemented reels they were afraid that they are losing a demographic of their users they had to work quick they had to implement this feature before it took their younger generation away from seeing all their ads revenue and that's exactly what they did and it worked successfully because they put it in a spot that was already addicting that their thumbs would naturally fall reels itself and even tiktok is an endless scroll so once you could implement that feature it was addicting and then slowly over time the platform could implement ads within the reels or tiktok and therefore the platforms would both make a lot of money over time because they wouldn't bombard people with a brand new brand new feature and ads all at once it was over time first making it where your thumb naturally falls then making it addicting then implementing ads that's kind of the steps to make a feature successful on any platform but it all starts with one thing and that one thing is positioning your new feature on the right hand side where your thumb falls so why am i saying this what does it benefit you We all want to grow on social media, but it feels like we are constantly going to YouTube of what is Instagram favoring, what is Facebook favoring, what is LinkedIn favoring, what is YouTube favoring, and how can I get more views, and how can I scale, and we're constantly doing this thing I call algorithm chasing. We're constantly looking for the next update of what can get us the most views, the most likes, the most comments, instead of understanding what these businesses are doing. Once you understand the business side, of it you can understand any new 
platform any new feature and you can get ahead of the curve. This is exactly how I do it. I look what they are putting on the right hand side. What are they showing in the notifications? Because that is what will get you new, more views. That's going to get you featured. So when Reels came out and no one wanted to do Reels, including myself, I knew that doing Reels was the right thing because it was ultimately going to be favored. A few months later, all these big content creators are saying, get on Reels, you'll get the views. And that is because they positioned it and they were going to favor it to outcompete their competition with ad revenue. So when any platform positions a new feature on the right hand side or does a bit of movement within their algorithm or within their app that's visual and it's all on the right hand side, that is the feature that they are favoring for probably most likely monetary reasons because they are businesses and they want to make the most revenue for their investors. And because they're trying to make the most revenue, every decision that they make is to make the app addicting so more users will get on it so it'll be more user friendly so therefore they can get more of the population on their platform in order to sell that demographic to advertisers because advertisers will realize it's more bang for their buck than maybe doing a tv commercial or a billboard so the more users that they have on their platform the more money that they will be able to make from these advertisers. So whenever, whenever, whenever there is a new feature, a new platform, whatever is on the right-hand side of a Discover page or a news feed, that is what they are favoring. And you want to use that new feature to make all of your content, to make new content. That is the feature that you should be focusing on making content around so whenever you see a new update push that type of content even if no one else is doing that type of content because what will happen is that if no one else is making that type of content you'll have less competition first of all and second of all Instagram will push it because they want other users to start using that feature from a competing platform they will push your piece of content using that new feature to all the other users and therefore you will have a leg up on the competition. You won't have to worry about the likes, you won't have to worry about the comments. I mean, you should keep an eye on them, obviously, but you won't really have to hyper-focus on them because you will know that the platform is ultimately going to push it out for you eventually. So I fully anticipate that with the IGTV monetization that is upcoming, Reels will kind of take a back back step and won't be as pushed by Instagram but it will again be pushed by IGTV because they want to compete with YouTube and that monetization is coming up very shortly so we will probably see that IGTV is again going to be pushed on the right hand side of the discover page where your right thumb falls and therefore they will push and give you more views for any IGTV video. So right now it's Reels, it's on the right hand side of the Discover page where your thumb falls and that is what they are favoring. That's what's going to get you views, likes, followers, and that's what's going to be pushed. But as we see the IGTV monetization, they're going to kind of switch out Reels with IGTV and IGTV will be the one that being pushed with the views, the likes, and the followers.
This little trick can help you maximize any platform because every single platform, YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, they all use this to their advantage. So if you can just focus on what feature is following on the right-hand side, you have a leg up on the competition weeks before everybody else. And if you just consistently look for this and what changes they are making visually by understanding this rule, you will always be ahead of everyone else when it comes to algorithms. This is how I do it. This is how I make my YouTube videos about this stuff. And everyone comes to me later, like, how did you know this? And it was because of this exact method. This is truly timeless. I've used this for years and it's been consistent because they're just using the psychology uh, to make it addicting and to focus their ad revenue and their monetization. We are probably going to see YouTube implement this with YouTube Shorts, so their version of TikTok and Reels, they're just kind of catching up now. They will probably move YouTube Shorts to the right-hand side. I think they've already started doing that, actually, so I think we'll see it more so, and then I think that with Instagram, we'll see it with IGTV replacing where Reels currently is now that they know how to implement a new feature effectively for monetization because after their huge failure with IGTV. They really have just gone on the ball with implementing new features. The only thing I would say that they really haven't implemented well would be the Instagram guides. They're kind of like using your own posts as a blog post, so your previous Instagram posts as a blog post, but also in a kind of Pinteresty way. Uh, they really haven't implemented that too much, but I think it took a back burner because they were trying to catch up with TikTok for reels, and then now they're trying to catch up with IGTV monetization. I do think that they'll revisit Instagram guides, it just won't be uh, anytime soon in the next few months. So there you have it. That's really what I would say to anticipate, to plan for, and to schedule your content around is that whenever you see that they are changing the platform, just get on it and you will likely succeed because of it. That's exactly how I do this. This is exactly how I make my podcast surrounding social media and how I can get ahead of some of these predictions is just understanding the actual business side of it and the psychology side as opposed to the numbers. So if you're not focusing on the numbers and you're just focusing on the overall business perspective and the psychology behind it, you'll be set when it comes to understanding any platform at any time. And this really is timeless. It's not going to be looking up what the algorithm's doing this week and what the algorithm's doing next week. It will be effective for any time, whether it's, you know, next week or in three years from now, it should be pretty consistent with this method. If you found this episode helpful for you in your content creation and growing online, make sure you subscribe and listen to so many of my other episodes of this podcast that can really help you and make a difference in your content creation and marketing strategies. There are plenty of more videos on YouTube that are actually 8 to 10 minutes long about social media if you prefer a shorter format show. And that is at Bria, so B-R-I-A-E, on YouTube. It will be linked in the show notes along with my Instagram handle that you can get current updates of what's going on in the tech world almost immediately. And don't be afraid to send me a DM. I answer almost everybody unless it's like spam or, you know, maybe like a safety concern. But for the most part, I answer everyone. 
Today's episode is brought to us by Vita Authority. Vita Authority is my go-to choice for collagen in my coffee. We actually start aging at age 25, and now I may be a little bit younger than 25 years old, but I still want to have amazing skin, so I always make sure I add collagen to my morning coffee. In fact, I'm drinking it right now as I'm recording all of these episodes, so make sure to check them out. They will be linked below, and they are an amazing, odorless, tasteless choice to add to your coffee for amazing hair and skin.